OpenAI is a major target. If you say we're going to allow, we're, we're going to pay for your legal expenses, yeah. under what circumstances, I wonder. Because yeah. if people go in there and explicitly steal, uh, then they could have a thousand drive-by, uh, could have a hundred drive-by attorneys launch a hundred yeah. lawsuits each and just drown OpenAI in lawsuits yeah. based on the training data. So this, yeah, I don't think that they've figured out some defense here. This is a very dangerous thing to do. Okay. It's literally like waving a red flag in front of bulls. Bulls being drive-by the, attorneys the, who are looking the, for a target. Yeah. yeah. Be careful. I, I yeah. don't know who came up with this idea, but this sounds dangerous. This Week in Startups is brought to you by LinkedIn Jobs. A business is only as strong as its people, and every hire matters. Post your first job for free at linkedin.com slash twist. Coda is the all-in-one doc for teams. And they just introduced an AI-powered assistant to take the busy out of the work. Get started for free at coda.io slash twist. And InTouch CX. Want to build a loyal customer base for your startup? Unlock the power of innovative AI and automated support solutions from InTouch CX to deliver fast, personalized support and enhance your customer's experience. Schedule your consultation today at intouchcx.com slash twist. All right, everybody, welcome back to This Week in Startups. It's Madra Mondays. This is This Week in AI with my guy, Sunny Madra. We are back. We are back. Exciting day. Big, exciting day. Tell everybody well, why, exciting Sunny. Exciting weekend. Well, there's an exciting weekend, too. But, yeah, uh, everything was exciting. Yeah, yeah I know. Uh, well, let's start with the day, and we'll go from there. So, OpenAI Dev Day, first one. Mm. Um, you know, what's interesting is we're just literally a little over, uh, 11 months in, right? Because this thing launched at the end of last November. And so we're at the beginning of this November. So like the first kind of developer conference and, you know, OpenAI came out swinging. They have launched a bunch of cost reductions to their existing models, um, capabilities to fine tune GPT-4, which is important for folks that are building uh, certain production applications and use case specific applications and then uh, a bunch of new features um one or two of which we'll try to demo here and we can talk about gpts as well we we don't mm. that's uh, wasn't we weren't quick enough to be able to demo that but that's sort of like an evolution of the plugins and i know you know we've talked about that we've demoed them before as well the plugins were terrible they were broken and now it seems this new apps framework that uh, Sam Altman demo today was yeah. really looked like super compelling because you didn't need to be a developer to release yep. something in the app store. Yeah. I thought that yeah. was the most well, fascinating thing that well, civilians, and monetization and monetization. Yes. So you yeah. could build. So let's start there because okay. I felt this was the strongest part of the presentation um, just in terms of something that I could see becoming a hockey stick. Yeah. So let's go right to that. Okay. Well, so we'll like, so all of the, the GPTs, let's say are going to be kind of forms of assistance, right? So let's kind of start right there. So um, what you'll see here is, and I, I've kind of created two just for fun really quickly. I created one around the executive order and one around the, the all in pod. And okay. so the ex executive order one, and you can see here, it's, it's pretty straightforward to create these. Now you basically give it a name, give it some instructions Pick the model. In and this the instructions case. you said here is you are an assistant that is an expert on the new executive order from the White House on AI. Yeah. 
you pick the model chat GPT-4. Well, this is the latest one, the 1106. This is GPT-4 Turbo that has the 120K uh, context window. Explain um, to people what that context window does. Yeah, so that is effectively the amount of tokens that you can give it and it can come back out in, as a combination. And so... Which in the, plain English, an example would be just, a PDF like, of exactly. a book or yeah. a transcript of a call yeah. or a bunch of... Uh, uh spreadsheets etc yeah. a database yeah. so it's the when when people say tokens in a way what they're saying is the size of the attachment correct. is one and, way to yeah, think about and, it and it's not like correct but i think conceptually you can use it which is you can think about a token as a word right and so when you have okay. like 128,000, like a typical page is 500 words so you can kind of do a your book math, is right? 60 or seventy thousand words so this exactly. is like two book one long two. book or maybe two small books yeah. So you could take the book Angel, you could take the book The Power Law, yeah. and you could say, hey, make me cliff notes. And the whole concept of like cliff notes uh, can be done for any product. You don't have to wait for cliff notes to hire some writers and spend $50,000 making it and then printing it. It's just yep. available to anybody anytime. And can be customized, right? You can give it sure. some instructions to write it to you like a pirate or like a child or whichever version you bullet points, you tables, exactly. whatever, whatever it works for to you. Be. Exactly. Got it. So we did the executive order and here you can turn on, um, you know, so functions is, is something you can get into a different time, but this is, um, like giving the, um, the assistant uh, a capability to interact with like an outside service. And so basically, mm -hmm. you know, you, you'd be writing code if you're doing this. Um, code interpreter is, you know, the one that you've even tried before, which is sure. related for to analyze documents. And retrieval is the new feature as well, where you can now give it some documents. So in this case, I've given it like the overall summary. And then uh, our law firm, uh, DLA, they wrote an executive summary as well. So I've kind of given it both of those documents. And once okay. you do that, you effectively And now what do they call it? They call these apps? They're what are they calling this? I think they're going to call them GPTs, right? GPTs, and okay. GPTs, right? And I think that's mm -hmm. how they've denoted them. And basically, you know, you, you're, you're up and running here. And, um, you know, this is still in, in, in the preview. In the okay, assistance. so what you're showing now is the, because we always like to explain it for people listening, yep. is what looks like the normal chat GPT window. So in a way, all of the sort of instructions you might yeah. give it, the setup, the architecture of this dialogue you're about to have with the language model, has yep. been done ahead of time for you. Yes. So if somebody wanted to create um, a Shakespeare um, language model or a Shakespeare yep. GPT, let's call it Correct. a Shakespeare yes. app, I'm going to call yep. them apps. Yeah. If I wanted to create a Shakespeare app, uh, previously, people have trained a model on all of Shakespeare's work here, you could just upload all of Shakespeare's work, maybe some analysis from some famous people. Yes. And you could call it the Shakespeare GPT or the Shakespeare yes. app. Yes. Uh, and then I wouldn't have to do all that work as the next person who came in. Correct. And you'll be able to Got publish it. this and you'll be able to, you know, kind of go off to the races. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, here, um, you know, and look, we've seen a bunch of startups that were doing this. And this is like, you know, these demo days are becoming quite like when Apple used to have these days, right? They used to launch yes. features that would wipe out apps, right? That were sure doing you know features that should have been part of the os and so i think a lot of you know folks are building these uh, hey like take a document and create and and you know we're, we'll demo one as well but i think they have some good capabilities better capabilities than this so far 
So, you know, I took those two orders, I dropped it in here, and it, it does give you a, like an initial summary. And look, this is hot off the presses, like it just kind of came live about yep. an hour ago. Um, it doesn't fully summarize the document here. It's only mm. done kind of like two sections, and there's multiple sections to this document. But, uh, yeah. What's super brilliant about this is now you can take this app. Yep. And your app is the AI executive order app. The one I described was my Shakespeare app. Yeah. Another one might be, you know, Gordon Ramsay's cooking app. And Gordon Ramsay could put it in every single video he's ever made, everything he's ever made, and they can publish it. And then it will go to the app store. And OpenAI is going to have the equivalent of an app store. And they're going to have the ability to let you charge for these. Did they mention how that works? And the, then the, the, the share, the revenue share? Well, they didn't get into a lot of details, but you know what was interesting? Rather than like a cut model, which is what we have in the app store, it felt like a like a more of a Spotify model, where which mm -hmm. would be usage based. And so, um, you know, the way Spotify works is when you upload music there, it's a you know you get paid as a you know uh, like a function or representation of how many streams you have relative to everyone else. And so, mm -hmm. the the short blurb that Sam gave was more aligned to that type of business mm. model than a charge $1.99 per, you know, mm. per use. And so maybe what they're trying to do is say, look, people are already paying us $20 a month. We'll just give you a portion of that, like in Spotify, depending on how much people are using it. Got it. So they'll create a pool of money that goes Correct. to people who release these in their app store. Yep. And you don't subscribe to somebody's Shakespeare app. You they would just, hey, you know, a thousand people are using this a day, so we're going to send you whatever, 500 bucks a month. Yeah. Just a, you know, kind of un, uh, a non-specific revenue share, yeah. which is probably a mistake. They yeah. could incent these and give those, but they should come up with a legitimate um, tied to performance-based uh, use case. Now, you, you got to be careful doing that because then there could be abuse in the system. But I think, you know, if paid users use your app, X number of times you get paid for X amount of usage could be yep. pretty easy, you know, for yeah. every search they do, you get a penny. Yeah. So if there were, you know, a hundred Shakespeare app searches, you got a, you got a dollar. And if there were a thousand, you got 10. If there were 10,000, yeah. you got a hundred. Pretty straightforward, yeah. right? Yeah. And so look, I think it's going to keep evolving, but this to me is a good evolution of plugins. Uh, you know, I think it's a little bit of a concession by them that the original, and that's good, like they're moving quickly, right? The whole thing's only yeah. been around for 11 months. So they're conceding that that wasn't the right play. They're going to have a store for these. They're going to make it such that non-developers can create them as well. And I think it's going <laughs> to, there's going to be a lot of innovation in yeah. the short amount of time. It's excellent for OpenAI as a platform because they're going to get a lot of mindshare. You know, this is mm. an interesting thing that I, I also saw. Just from a, a relative standpoint and kind of tying back into your investing world, there was only about 40,000, 50,000 people on the stream this morning. Mm. Right? Interesting. And so if you compare that to sort of like the size and scale of like a, an Apple dev day or something like that, right? It's still yeah. quite small. So it's really, really early. Like we're in the thick of it. But I think if you're building something this here. This is literally like the first time Steve Jobs shared the app store. People are yeah. like, huh, maybe, yeah. but <laughs> yeah. uh, two Sam, and by the way, Sam did a great job. So shout out yeah. Sam Altman. Uh, I texted him, congratulated him. Um, later this month, we're going to launch the GPT store. So that's coming. And how that works, who knows? But I could see this be very interesting for people who are content creators. In other words, mm -hmm. remember there were some authors who sued 
people, I think they might have ensued open AI for ingesting their books. Yeah. Well, this gives them an off ramp. They could say, you know what? In the core model, we're taking out Stephen King's works. Yep. But there is a Stephen King app that Stephen King gets 70% of the dollars in. And if you want to quote Stephen King work and you want to build stuff that's Stephen King related, please use his app, right? Yeah. So yep. in a way, this reminds me of what you two did around copyright, which is instead of taking down all these videos, they allowed people to claim ownership of that. So imagine somebody has a photo library and Dolly is using it. Well, now you can say, you know what, if you want to, if you want to make images, by the way, check this box and you can use the Getty images. Yep. And there's a Getty app or GPT as they call them. And they just call them apps. It's, I don't know why they're calling yeah. them GPTs. GPTs. I'm going to call them apps. But imagine if Getty just said, okay, yeah, we'll put a link to all of our stuff and you can make images based on these apps and we're done. All right, congratulations to the team at LinkedIn who just completed the march to a billion users. Can you imagine a billion users now on LinkedIn? Of course, we all knew it was going to happen and it's happened. But you know, it's tough for startups out there right now and finding great candidates, it's hard. It's always been hard. You want the elite candidates. Where are those elite candidates? Well, there are some part of those billion users over at LinkedIn. And it's your job as the founder of your startup to get the right team members, get the right people on the bus before you decide on going to your destination. LinkedIn Jobs is going to help you find that next amazing hire, the one that's going to level up the bar raiser, as they say. There's also those passive job seekers. You know, the ones they, they got a lot of job offers. But you know, they check LinkedIn once in a while. So what you want to do is you want to post your roles to LinkedIn, you want to get active on LinkedIn, sharing on your feed, doing some blog posts, and then you want to post a job as well, then you're going to be 100% certain that you don't miss out on the most qualified candidates. Everybody's on LinkedIn. That's why LinkedIn jobs is going to help you find the qualified candidates that you want to talk to faster. So I want to give you your first job listing for free linkedin.com slash twist linkedin.com slash twist. That's linkedin.com slash twist to post your first job for free and watch the magic as you get the greatest talent ever to apply for your open positions. Terms and conditions do apply because they're giving you something for free. One of the other things they launched today is copyright protection. They, uh, did you see yeah, that? Explain what that was. I was confused by that. Yeah. Yeah. Explain that. So, um, like, uh, let me try to pull up the article. Maybe Nick, you can help pull it up. But like, it's called Copyright Shield. Yeah, copyright open shield. OpenAI will yeah. pay the costs incurred if users face legal claims around copyright infringement on both ChatGPT Enterprise and the API. Yeah. So that means if you build something and someone comes after you saying, oh, hey, inside our, you know, in your model, and you know, you've talked about this a lot, right? That yeah. It looks like my work is in here. They're going to help protect you. So they're really standing up to their ecosystem, you know, for their ecosystem that's mm. going to be building these things here. This seems like uh, also the waving a red flag at a bunch of bulls, which are the lawyers. Okay. This may have an unintended consequence. Okay. OpenAI is a major target. If you say we're going to allow, we're, we're going to pay for your legal expenses, yeah. uh, under what circumstances, I wonder, because yeah. if people go in there and explicitly steal, uh, then they could have a thousand drive-by, uh, have a hundred drive-by attorneys launch a hundred yeah. lawsuits each and just drown OpenAI in lawsuits yeah. based on the training data. So this, yeah, I don't think that they've figured out some defense here. This is a very dangerous thing to do. Okay. It's literally like waving a red flag in front of bulls, bulls being drive by uh, attorneys the, who are looking the, for a target. Yeah. 
Yeah. Be careful. I, I don't yeah. know who came up with this idea, but this sounds dangerous. Well, well, or maybe it's not because they're confident that they have no copyrighted work in there. And oh, so, okay. Sure. Maybe right? do you think they started pulling stuff out? Yeah. And so they like, I and, wonder you know, if they, they did that. Do you think? And, and, and they use all AI to make sure that they don't have anything in there. And they're so confident that come after us mm. because we can show you that none of our training material has copyrighted work. Yeah. I wonder if that's the case because there was Reddit, Twitter, Quora, Facebook, yeah. a number of people were like concerned about these open crawls on the internet. Yeah. Um, and you know, one of the things about these open crawls of the internet is if you're using one of those open crawls and we talked about it, right? Is it even called yep. open crawl? I think it's, that might even be Com one. Common, common crawl. crawl. Yeah. If you're using common crawl, it's uh, in common crawls terms of service. It's your responsibility to then know the terms of service of who they crawled and what you're allowed to do with it. So any LM uh, or LLM, you know, based on that common crawl, it's up to that group to then go make sure that it's not stolen material. For example, if somebody, there are a ton of websites that used to take my tweets or other people's tweets and republish them to their website and do like some analysis on them. Yeah. So if you were to do like, you know, this like Twitter counter or whatever, yep. and yep. they had scraped and published that data, they broke the law doing that. Twitter never went after them, didn't know it wasn't a big yep. enough target, it was offshore. Then you scraped it. Now you've trained your model on stolen content, which is like you getting buying a stolen bicycle it's still a stolen yeah, bicycle you still have to give it back yeah yeah so it, this is going to be super complicated you know, it's kind of a bold move maybe they're doing it for optics maybe they just you know they know that they could burn 100 million on defending lawsuits and not worry about it because they have yeah. so much cash you know well, it's a 90 no. billion dollar company maybe they or, got so or, much money or, or imagine like because you know they've invested in um harvey that's mm -hmm. like a like a legal ai Imagine yep. they fight the lawsuits with an AI. <laughs> <laughs> so they know they can outgun the drive-bys. Exactly. It's just pretty interesting. Right? So this, I think, is going to change everything yeah. because this is like an app store that anybody can build apps for. Yes. This yes. is going to be explosive in terms of its growth. I think there are going to be a bunch of surplus. There's a bunch of surplus cognitive power in the world. Yep. When you're around on the weekend and you're like, what should I do tonight? That means there's surplus cognitive uh, power just sitting yep. out there. So Time there's rich, a billion cash poor is another way to put it as well. Exactly. So you might have yeah. a billion people who are sitting there on a Friday night with nothing to do, or they're unemployed on a Friday during the day. And they go, you know what, that's a good place to make money. I should start building stuff there. And what that does is now you've got everybody finding and crawling and finding yep. all the edge cases of interesting use cases which is exactly what happened for Apple. Apple figured out that people wanted a flashlight. People wanted a calculator. People wanted a stock app, a weather app. Uh, they wanted messaging apps that had yep. all kinds of cool features in it. They wanted an app for images that would let you put filters on it. And as you mentioned earlier, every Steve Jobs was very in, attuned to this. So he would give people like three or four years to exploit to the flashlight app. Mm -hmm. And then like, Year five of the flashlight app, they'd be like, you know what? We're going to put that in the control center. Yeah. Year five of disappearing messages or emojis and messages. Okay. Yeah. We're going to incorporate that into yeah. iMessage. Yeah. And so, or even groups, you know, like uh, all of those features eventually made it into iMessage, where now iMessage feels in some ways very similar to WhatsApp. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. So, 
Um, we're at the start of it. I, I kind of agree with you 100%. I think there's going to be a lot of momentum in this, and we're going to see a lot of innovation. And mm. It's really going to change the way we consume the internet. Mm. I think that's the other fear because, uh, or maybe opportunity, depending on which, which side of the mm. fence you're on here. Um, instead of consuming the internet through the end sites, you'll find the bot to interact with. And the bots will have all mm. different levels of capabilities depending on this, like, like apps, right? Depending on the sophistication of the developer. And you'd be like, wow, Sonny, I found this really good travel bot and it's great for A, B, and C, you know, and it mm. does all everything you need. And it, and so I think we're going to see a, you know, one of the things that I kind of predict, you know, put as a tweet out there and as a prediction was that we're going to really start seeing a different way in that the internet's consumed going forward. Yeah. This could change a lot of things where yeah. the same way apps took people away from Google search. Now Google search has kept growing because overall use of the internet keeps growing and people yeah. keep getting higher speed connections and more people get online yeah. and, well, and they, they have more paid a little $18 billion a year to uh, suck down that <laughs> Apple traffic. But the app store did, you know, take people away. When I search for restaurants, I use the Yelp app. Yep. And then maybe, you know, sometimes I'll fall back to Google local into a Google search. But they did take away 90% of me searching for restaurants as but one example. And so yeah. the question is, will chat GPT apps or GPTs, OpenAI, GPT chat, whatever, there's so many names for this company. Uh, will those actually intercept traffic or not? That's gonna be an interesting yeah. question. And then could they yeah. be published as apps? The answer is probably yep. yes. And Sam made it pretty clear. We're going to pay people who build the most useful and most used GPTs in our GPT store. We're excited to share more info soon. Yeah. That says to me, it's an experiment right now. Yeah. They don't have a formal also process. Also Spotify-like though. It feels like that's why I was going. It's like Spotify-like, you know, you, mm. you got to put things in there that people use. That's how you're really going to get paid. Mm. Okay. There it is. Yeah. Uh, all, all right. right. Okay. Well, that, so that's and apps or GPTs. Yep. What else? Yep. It, and, you know, they, they did talk about uh, also lowering the cost of the API. Yeah. So, you know, that's kind of tough to demo, but what I'll demo is uh, alongside that, they have this new model. It's in preview as uh, GPT-4-1106, right? That's today's mm -hmm. date. And this is GPT-4. And if you ever used it, it, it can be slow. So I'm going to just do this here. Tell me about the theory of relativity. And if I click it here in the playground, you'll see how quick it uh, kind mm. of it spits stuff out now. So it's running, you know, about as fast as GPT-3.5 Turbo was now, which I think is mm. going to be really useful because the capability of that the GPT-4 model is significantly, you know, better than GPT-3.5. And so getting the cost down, I think, you know, something like 7x and then getting the speed up is going to create really good experiences. You know, one of the things you and I have talked about is that back and forth speed is still a little bit lacking. So now they're just cutting away at that. And I think they're one more mm. iteration from it being like real time where you won't even realize that you're even talking to something that's processing it on the other side. Yeah, I felt like this um, uh, typing and the haptics where it's like typing out your answer and you're kind of yeah. following along with it. it. It was like exciting. And, you know, you know, was kind of uh, enthralling a little bit for that first year. And now it's just annoying. Yeah. Like, I like, <laughs> I appreciate Bard when I just type it in and Bard's just like, snap, boom, here it is. Just give me the whole yeah. thing. Yeah. I just want the whole answer. And then, you know, with the talking to your assistant, like the her kind of uh, modality, it's just too slow. This whole CB radio thing where it, you have to say your request over and then it does yeah. it over. Yeah. I don't like that. I like yeah. to be able to stop it and say, whoa, 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 whoa. Uh, I don't want, I don't want seven restaurants. I just want the one best one. Okay. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> sorry, boss. But the rate of innovation is incredible, Jake. How like, you know, for the longest time, 
the measure that we use was like Moore's law, right? Mm-hmm. And, you know, Moore's law was like every 18 months, we'll get, you know, twice as many transistors or something like that. Yeah. And, um, and so if you look at the speed of GPT-4 in less than a year, right? These are mm-hmm. multiple, we're, we're not talking like it's 2x faster, right? We're talking like, it's like yeah. 7x faster. So yeah. I think the speed at which this is happening now, it's going mm-hmm. to really give us some of these experiences that p- people are looking for, these kind of human-like, almost instantaneous you know, yeah. sub 100 millisecond kind of things, right? Or maybe 250 milliseconds. Well, and here we are. Yeah. Uh, so what else did they um, uh, launch today? Uh, I think that those, those, are the, those are the major announcements. Got I it. think like some new APIs, um, the assistant APIs, the GPTs, uh, and then, you know, the, the privacy shield. Those are the, the, the major and the announcements. tokens, right? The token window, which I'll yeah, just say the, is the attachment window. Correct, correct. You know, just they, so uh, I can like, translate this for people. These are apps. Yep. I'm going to rebrand all their stuff. <laughs> okay, go do it. Do it. They're do not it. tokens. It's attachments. Yep. That's yep. it. Let's stop with the context window. Context yep. window is too confusing. Attachments. Yeah. Attachments go up to 120AK. So just like Gmail, remember when Gmail had like the five megabit yeah, limit yeah, and then yeah. it went to 10 <laughs> and then they were like, yeah. okay, do whatever you want. But, we yeah. don't care. So yeah. that was huge because Claude 2 um was up to like 100k in tokens now yep. they leapfrog them so this means they're paying it this says to me open ai is pay atten- paying attention to the competitive set i yep. just wanted to one-up it this also costs them a lot of money i gotta yep. think when you're uploading a book or you upload an episode like you i think you uploaded yep. a transcript of yep uh the uh, all-in podcast well, to yep, exactly uh they're like yep you know you can then put the whole transcript up and then start asking questions about the episode. Pretty cool. Yeah. Um, yeah. I'll just pull that back up real quick. Yeah. So we, I was doing it in the background we were talking, but I uploaded uh, the whole transcript here, asked for great. a quick summary. And so look, you know, the other thing is there's a lot of tools that we're doing this now. Now you can kind of build your own bot here. That can be an all in bot. Yep. You can create a pipeline from Descript or whatever tool that you guys use there to, to transcribe yep. these things. And it's all, you know, you'll have a bot instantaneously that you can chat with about episodes. Incredible. All right, let me tell you about how I'm able to manage thousands of applicants and hundreds of attendees for Founder University. Every time we do a new cohort, which is quarterly, we have thousands of people apply. We track them all in Coda. Coda is a doc on steroids. And then when they get accepted, we have three, four, five hundred founders inside of Founder University. And every week, I ask them to send me an update on how their startup is doing. And then we can look at all that in Coda. Then we send automated reminders to those folks and we track their week over week growth with these beautiful charts that Coda produces for us. Let me just tell you, I was going to build all this with a developer, but my team, they built an app in Coda in days and saved me, I think, 100 large. They also just announced Coda 4.0. This includes Coda AI. Basically, they've made a work assistant that knows your company, and then Coda AI will actually perform tasks for you. But here's the best part. It's free for doc makers. You can make all kinds of great documents inside of Coda. You can build databases, you can create workflows. This is the future, honestly. If you want a platform that will empower your team to work, organize, and collaborate together at lightning speed, and speed matters, I always say this, velocity. Well, get started with Coda today. With a free trial, head over to coda.io. That's C-O-D-A dot I-O slash twist and get started for free. I am obsessed with Coda. I love Coda. So go to coda.io slash twist and get on Coda today for free. I think that covers off all the major announcements from 
uh, OpenAI Day, which was which was really fun. Uh, yeah. The next one, and, I, they, I, and the know, cost went down. Just so we're clear, if you blended it all, it's about two point seven five times cheaper than yep. the GPT four model, according model, to our notes. Correct. So yeah, so um, faster and cheaper, <laughs> and bigger yeah. context windows. So you get a lot of yeah. So they're here. working on cost reduction because they want more people to use it, and they put yep. speed on the back burner for a little bit. Yeah, but they want it to cost two to three times less money to do stuff. One cent per a thousand input tokens, three cents per a thousand output tokens. So pretty great. Yeah. And the knowledge cutoff for GPT-4 Turbo is up to April 2023, I see. Yeah. So this is interesting that these are the variables now. I bet you will yep. be sitting here in two years, three years. These will no longer be the variables that we no, talk about. Yeah. Costs even won't even years. come. Yeah. Uh, yeah, next year we won't be talking about cost. Just nope. like nobody talks about storage cost anymore. Yep. Like that was like an issue for three or four. That's an issue for maybe a decade. People talk about online storage yep. costs. It's not going to be even discussed. And I think the attachments, um, you know, context window, aka yep. context window, we're not going to even talk about that because it would be like, it'd be like talking already, about like it's sharing. It's already beyond like human, like, you know, at 128,000, 128K, it's already beyond most human. Like, you know, you can put books in well, there at this point. Yeah, but if you uploaded a movie, you uploaded yeah. blade runner the entire film and you wanted yeah. a frame by frame analysis kind of situation sure that would be a lot bigger than the current yeah. context window yeah. so i would think super, like if you said i wanted user. to analyze each yeah. frame so yeah, yeah you know it's just yeah. this is exactly like that with storage and transit there was a time yeah. where the idea of sending somebody an entire movie or even an hd video that was more than a minute yeah. was you needed to have something like um what was kim.com's company oh yeah share Pirate file Bay. or something no Bay. it was something for sharing files that he did you know like back oh, in the day yeah. you couldn't share large files so you had to use like you know these third-party attachment things where you would upload yeah, yeah, it would take yeah. an hour then you'd send somebody the link they would download it kim.com yeah. had a service that he got busted for yeah mega upload. mega upload there you go yeah, yeah mega yeah. i think i was like for yes. short yeah. yeah, and then those things became unnecessary. That's what's going to happen here with all this stuff. Yeah, uh, but I'm really interested in the apps. That's I thought that was the biggest announcement for me okay. today is the apps. All right. So I, I should have we rate that? Should we rate this stuff? Oh yeah, yeah. I, yeah, I rate the to. apps. Yeah. Uh, I'm yes. going to rate the apps. I'm going to rate the app announcement as uh, and the functionality that as you displayed it a B plus. Okay. That is I'm a actually, B plus out of the gate. Yeah. I'm going to go B minus and. Because actually, oh, you know, there's some nuances of what we've done here. Um, so in both cases, you know, in the one case, I uploaded the White House um, executive order. In the other case, I uploaded the entire um, transcript of the last all in pod. It was only it wasn't able to analyze the whole thing. Mm. And so this functionality mm. just came live and maybe they're uh, throttling it. And, you know, I've been getting okay. some errors and timeouts. But from the engineering standpoint, it's meant to work. It's super easy, but right. it wasn't doing the whole thing. So we have to call that out. So yeah, we're on a reversed, vision, reversed. on a vision, yes. I feel like it's almost all there. So yeah. B plus if they had the pricing, and everything all sorted. Yeah. Yeah. You know, then I'd probably go like a plus like if it, yeah. but it's kind of like the app store in the early days, which is like, yeah. who knows exactly what the rules are going to be. But I give that a B plus for me, okay. B minus for Sandeep. Yep. Uh, and then for the, you know, ChatGPT4 Turbo, I don't know how to rate that. That one's, hard. that one's harder. I think let, let's yeah. let's wait for people to integrate that in. I think yeah, that's, like a, that's more of a, like a developer kind of feature. Sounds good. 
Nick, All anything right. else we had to rate there that we didn't? No, it was good. I, I thought, um, you know, what Sonny was referring to is the uh, GPT-4 new developer model in the playground was only um, grokking, if I'll use that word, the first like, you know, 15 minutes of the po- of the transcript or, you know, mm. so maybe 10,000 tokens or so. Whereas Claude 2, which I use for almost everything that needs longer context, when more tokens in the context windows, we ran the same transcript in Claude and gave a very similar prompt. And it gave basically a perfect summary of the entire episode, right? They even mm. joke, like they even had the all the way at the end, the host closed the show by joking about David Sachs unreliable RSVP habits, right? Almost yeah. perfect. Um, I mean, it's nuts. Of each. Yeah, it's pretty amazing. Claude but is nuts. ChatGPT um, yeah. wasn't there yet. So I'm still giving Claude the edge in this specific. Okay. All right. So you would go with, uh, okay. So for the token window. Yeah. Okay. I got it. Yeah. All right. Great. Uh, let's go on to our next demo. Okay. Congrats so to the then, open AI team. Yeah. So the next one, uh, you know, I, for these guys, I actually used this last week for a little project and that's why I had some of the context ready because it's called Droxy AI. And what they have is like a platform that allows you to create chatbots, very similar to what we were just, you know, showing off there. But mm-hmm. it's, I, I want to maybe lead into this one where you can give some guidance to teams like this who are building things that are getting, you know, a bit maybe cannibalized from the platform. So in their case, uh, you know, you can create a chatbot, you can upload your content, you can do mm-hmm. your configuration on like which model you want to use and, yep. uh, you know, what your behavior is very, very similar to what we saw there. You can customize what the chatbot yeah. looks like. You can integrate, right. you can do integrations, look at the conversations. And so here, um, you know, once this is done, you can click off to it. And similar here is like, you know, you, you can chat with it regarding the executive mm-hmm. order, right? So you can say, you know, give me. Right. So summary. the same Shakespeare yeah. app or the same yeah. executive order app can be built yeah. here with yeah. proxy.ai. So yeah. you asked me the original question, how can you differentiate? Very simple. If you allow white labeling, and you allow uh, these things to exist outside of your domain name, then uh, that's something that ChatGPT is not going to do, right? They're going to have all of their apps or GPTs in their store. It's going to be part of their flow. Sometimes you want to have these things on your own domain name. You want to control them and you want to monetize them how you want to monetize them. So it's kind of the equivalent of if you were on Patreon, right? Yep. or Substack, and you have to exist in their ecosystem on their domain names, typically, yep. you can do custom domains on Substack. But essentially, a Substack is you're on Substack, for better or worse. But then there are things like Ghost, um, which is a back end. And then there is like Stripe for memberships. And there's other membership software that kind of disappears into the background and lets you do these things on your own, without having the rule set and living in the ecosystem of another player and that allows people to do things that they wouldn't be able to do when they're inside of that so i i kind of like those right yep um yeah and so that would be the that's the right path to go yeah so during the dev day they showed a demonstration where there was like a like an assistant that was integrated into like a third-party site like Mm -hmm. like wanderlist or something but Mm -hmm. it's a very dev heavy integration i think what you can do here is what you talked about is make it such that a non-developer low code can create one of these things for your customer yep. service area, whatever it happens to be for your business. And yeah, basically, put a domain name on it. Yep, exactly. Yeah, just slap a domain or hit export yep. and make an app out of it. So yep. you could take all this code and release it as Swift or, yep. you know, whatever, you know, programming language you're using. And then you could then 
compile it and make an app out of it, right? So yeah. those are the ways to kind of uh, free people from being caught up in somebody else's ecosystem, which is always okay. dangerous. Like Sam Harris had a Patreon, but he didn't want to be beholden to Patreon and have them take his money away because he watched them do it to somebody. And the person they did it to was somebody doing something abhorrent, right? But he's like, yeah. okay, they took the person down doing something abhorrent, right? Let's just say they were like doing hate speech. So he was like, okay, well, at some point, they may come for me for doing something controversial. Therefore, I don't want to have that attack vector. And I want to own this relationship with each of these people. So I'm going to move off the platform, just like yeah. some people will, uh, we use as an example, Wistia, it's a great video hosting service for businesses. And uh, it's, we can white label it and use it for our videos instead of using YouTube. So we're just independent of that, right? So some yeah. business users will want to use that, right? Very simple. Yeah, and I think yeah, I think it's a good idea. So like like I, I really liked it. I used it. Um, you know, in Looks fact, right. I used it for some of our documentation as well. So hmm. um, and you know, kind of continue down that path to create something that allows you to white label it, put it out there, make the workflow very simple, allow you to yep. attach a domain to it, all the good stuff. Pick a monetization model. Like they, yes. you're you're gonna be beholden to the monetization model that of, OpenAI has, just like yeah. you are beholden to Patreon. Here you could tell people sell it one time sell it per query, sell it yeah. per minute, whatever you choose, whatever your jam is subscription, etc. So yeah, I would just listen to your customers and keep building features that ChatGPT doesn't get to. There's a long okay. tail of features that people would want. Yeah. And enterprise and white label are amongst them. Great. All right, going to keep rocking and rolling. I'm going to give them a, a B. I'm going to give them a B on their service yeah. right now. Yeah, I'm I'm there with you. I think they've done a good job. It works really well, yeah. super simple, easy to get set up and they yep. just need to add sort of the kind of the distribution loops into the into the application. Mm. All right, okay, Both bees, good stuff. Listen, a lot of times when you're building a startup, you have to take on better funded incumbents in your market. Simple as that, right? This is David and Goliath. This makes the startup journey really hard. But one of the proven ways to beat an incumbent is by building an insanely loyal customer base. We all know this, you want to have those advocates, you want to have those promoters out there working for you. And one way to build loyalty is by giving your users a wonderfully customized experience. You might not have the time to manually analyze every interaction you're doing, which means you're missing out on key insights. But in touch CX is going to help you solve this problem, they can help you build automated customer experience solutions. So you can personalize every interaction. InTouch CX is going to help you deliver tailored experiences through voice, email, and most importantly, what all the millennials and the Gen Zs love, chat support. So improve response times and increase productivity by 30% or more. This is going to help you drive greater satisfaction and loyalty with your top users, the advocates, the promoters. Make every part of the customer journey a personal one with InTouch CX. Get started with an automation expert at intouchcx.com slash twist. That's intouchcx.com slash twist. Next one. All right. I think you're going to uh, like this one, J. Cal. So this one's like called it. Mindy. Mm -hmm. It has no interface. It's email. And so mm -hmm. this one, I'm going to jump into my email. So when you get started with it, mm -hmm. basically, um, this is like the first email that you get. And mm -hmm. uh, it says, hey, my name is Mindy. Glad to work with you. And just reply to this email so that you agree to terms of service and let's get started. And then basically you get going. And so you can. Okay, and it's it a tasks. virtual, it's an AI chief of staff, it says. Yes. Which means exactly. it's going to sort your email. 
mm, doesn't sort your email. And so like okay. the examples we're going to look at is it can do research for, on a topic for you. It can analyze documents. It can organize meetings. And so okay. I'll just show you here because it, it, it's not instantaneous. So it takes, uh -huh. about, you know, in my case, like 20 minutes. So I did the same thing, you know, we're, we're on this summary of this executive order. So I had a PDF of the executive order, same one that I put in Droxy and same one that I put mm -hmm. into ChatGPT Assistance API. And basically said, hey, I have this PDF, um, oh, executive order of the White House, can you summarize it for me? And basically it sends me an email back of a summary of it. So mm -hmm. inside your workflow, and I know, you know, Jake, how you've been talking ah. about getting people to just use these things in their existing workflows. Now it's here. And so- in Gmail or in your email. In Gmail. In your email. So this is like a chat assistant, yes. a co-pilot for Gen Xers and boomers who live in their <laughs> email boxes. Email. I love it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, what's great then, about it is you can CC them. You can yes. CC Mindy. Yes, as well. Mm -hmm. And so I did another one, which, you know, pretty cool. I said, hey, Mindy, could you add a calendar invite for a weekly poker game this Thursday? It did. It sent me the calendar invite for the poker game, which is right here. And, you know, sort of like, well done. I, I got to give them yeah. credit on this. And uh, the last one, you know, again, you don't have to even give it an attachment. Um, this was one of their examples. And I wanted to summarize this Supreme Court opinion and just gave a link to it. It, it did the exact same thing. Uh, gave me a quick summary of it. So this is really low barrier to entry using assistance for a lot of different workflows and use cases. Love it. Yeah, um, I give this a B. It, okay. It's neat. What I like about it is the ability to CC it and have it suggest things. Yeah. So okay. I like the idea that Mindy is CC'd on these communications. And then she might say to me in Slack or whatever, hey, you didn't get back to this person. Yeah. Hey, put this on my to-do list. So this idea of an integrated in my email box, where did I want it to really sort through stuff? So already you have Gmail and Superhuman putting things into tabs. What I wanted okay. to do is show me a bunch of stuff and say, I think this is not important. Am I correct? And you say, yeah, it's not important. Never show it yep. to me again. Yep. Right, I think this is a founder pitching you yep. to in invest in your company. What should, I, what should I do with it? And I say, oh, you should forward that to this email. So I have an email for our database yeah. team. Okay. And I wanted to, I want to say, yes, that's correct. In the future, I want you to automatically email any stuff from a founder to this email and let this person know. And if it's yep. a biotech company, I want you to respond and say, we don't invest in biotech. So I could see this assistant learning and doing reinforcement learning. Yep. And then I say, well, that's my wife. That's my family member. That's my brother. Yep. This person works for me at launch. This person's an LP. And if it started to learn who the different people were and how important they are. So it just asked me, hey, I think this person's really important on a scale of one to 10. Oh, yeah, that's yeah. a 10. That's my wife. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's a 10. That's, you know, yeah. this, the president of my organization. Oh, yeah. that's a 10. That's a CEO of my most important yeah. portfolio company. Then it could start to learn over time. And then this is where the talking interface, I would love on a widescreen monitor for it just, just to go boom. Yeah, here's 10 <laughs> emails. Let's yeah. go through them real quick. Number one, this number two, what do you want to do with this? Number three, yeah. what do you want to do with this? Number four, what wow. do you want to do with this? Can you imagine if it, um, yeah. on my thing, it just brought up 10 emails at a time and said these three emails look like they're startups pitching you, would you like me to send them to Andre? And yeah. I would look at them and say, Yes, Boom, yeah. done dispatch. Okay, these two look like um, they are press releases. Would you like what would you like me to do with them? I'd be like, uh, delete them, delete any emails from that person before and put them on my spam filter. <laughs> yeah, 
boom. <laughs> you know, like, because you know, that would be like, I, I'm training yeah. it what to do in real time. Yeah. And then it could just show me this email came in. Yep. Imagine you're sitting there and as, as email comes in, it goes, an email from a founder uh, who wants you to invest in this company came in. I'm sending it to Andre in yeah. five, four, four, three. You know, like when you open yeah. ways, it gives you that countdown yeah, yeah, yeah. clock because yeah, it yeah, thinks yeah, you're too. going to your office or whatever. Yep. And it's just like going to your office yeah. in five, four, like that. Boom. And it would just yep. dispatch. Wait, wait a second. Let me see that one. Oh, uh, yeah. You know what? I'll yeah. respond to that one. Yeah. You get the idea. Yeah. I mean, um, I, you know, what's interesting is what you're talking about is a little bit of a mix of an end service, but also an email client. And what these mm -hmm. guys right now are, they're an end service, right? So they, mm. they, you know, so they'd have to get CC'd on every message coming in and then process mm -hmm. it on their side. It's almost interesting yeah. to see what could happen if you took some of the ideas you're talking about and moved it into the email client. Like a, yeah, shout a out to the Mindy team. Yeah. yeah. Shout out to the Mindy team. Email me. Like an email assistant that sorted email is a much better idea than just talking to one, like creating a gateway. Yeah. Mm. I would study just, how people are drowning in email and how they route them and how they dispatch yeah. emails. And be that, yeah. be the email router sorter part of chief of staff. I think that's a really good kind of, uh, you know, a direction for them to go in there. I think it could be yeah. really powerful. Well, All I mean, right. and Superhuman has done some stuff, but what Superhuman's done is really around responding and the, the, the email, um, uh, composing emails, right? Yep. But I really want the higher level stuff, which is sorting yeah. through them. Yeah. Sonny, you got a grade? Uh, yeah, to me, this is a B plus. I'm giving it B minus on this one, actually. Okay. All right. I feel it's very simple as presented, yep. Yep. but I love the potential. So, uh, yeah. you know, keep impressing us here, but great job. Yeah. Great start to the like Mindy.com and great domain name too. Mindy.com. Yeah. I love oh. it. Love it. Exactly. Great. Mm. Okay. Uh, next one. We're going to keep, we're, we're, we're going through a lot Cook of these with oil today. here. Yeah. I'm liking All right. it. Okay. So Brave Browser, you know, most Oh, my devs, favorite browser. You, I love oh, Brave. Okay. Well, I use wow. Brave. Okay. Excellent. Okay. So they've, in their nightly build, you have to get their nightly build. Okay. Um, you know, just you download the browser, you do your regular thing. Oh, you know, I'm trying to learn about the Queen's Gamut. I'm going to go to the Wikipedia article. Yep. Guy, you know what? Like, screw it. I can't be bothered reading it. You just go right here. You click on this thing called Leo. You say, summarize mm -hmm. this page. And oh. boom. Beautiful. Right? Yeah. yeah. And, you know, like I could be, uh, you know, in tech meme today. And, oh, you know, I, I can't be bothered to read about what happened at OpenAI Day. But like, you know, I, I really trust I mean, tech meme. Short summary, just give yeah. me the short summary of that page. Yeah. Look at that. Fascinating. Fantastic. Right? Yeah. So this is a great feature. And then I think it should do this for bookmarks. Okay. So I would say this summary should summarize and bookmark and put into my knowledge base, okay. which is to say, um, what I would actually like this to do is I would like Brave to take every that. page you I can, browse you can, you can do these things, and organize yeah. them, right? Okay. So instead of doing this, I want Brave, and this would be a paid feature I'd pay 10 bucks a month for. Okay. Every single page, instead of having a history, build a summary of the page, give me a mm. picture of the page, and build me a knowledge base and categorize it. So then I can say, I will, you know, I surfed a page. Okay. Uh, I remember there was a story about Corvettes being converted into EVs. Yeah. And it would be like, boom. Yes. Here's the story you read on this date. Yeah. And here are other stories related to it. Boom. That would be yeah. a killer feature, right? Oh, so yeah. this idea of like um, your history, your browser history becoming an AI, a language yeah. model into itself, that could be killer. Yeah. 
integrated into everywhere you've surfed. And then we always have those yes. moments like, oh man, where was that? Then you're searching like crazy yeah. and you can't quite find it. And it was mm -hmm. the one particular article that you got through to some link. And then this suggest one, things to me based yeah. upon what I've done. You know, you see, I'm going and looking yeah. at Nick's, you see me looking at recipes yeah. for breakfast foods. Okay, you know, I'm into, you know, I dig my yeah. brunch, you know, I dig my next, give yeah. me my next thing. Love yeah. it. So yeah. I give this a, I give this a solid B. Okay. Um, this is something we all want built into a browser. Yeah. And it shows incredible potential of, yeah. you know, browser plus AI, I think they should keep pulling the string and see where this leads them. Yeah. Um, and you can see here from the, you know, oh, they use different and uh. you can get different tasks. You can up, uh, you know, kind of upsell into more advanced models and conversations mm. about the page. So not just summary, yeah. but like conversations, generation. And so yeah. this is a great place for them to put those features in. So it's a great monetization, Amazing. as you would say. Lots of monetization here. Lots of monetization. All right. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Uh, yeah, you didn't I give, give a grade. These, what do you give? I, I give these guys a B2. I think this is great. Yeah. It's a good start. You know, I use kind of brave not as my main browser because we're you know i, I use uh, google workspaces for everything but mm -hmm. i think this for my browsing browser i may move all the activity over here now so i'm very excited you can do it. it with one click by the way it, it moves everything yeah. over because it's based on chromium yeah and so but the other thing that happens with the brave browser is because they get rid of all the fakaka you know yep. all the cookies all the, and ads yeah. and popovers it's incredible in terms of the speed to load pages and also when you have pages that are just too heavy that have all kinds of crazy pops it doesn't take over your browser now i know that's yeah. only like one out of 50 pages you might go to yeah but it really yeah. does speed up your uh browsing and browser. when you're that also i would check out the brave mobile browser yeah uh not to make this a commercial for brave uh <laughs> but shout out to my friends at brave yeah because yeah. when you're on mobile and you're on a really crummy connection like all that stuff is like 50% of the page Just, is stuff you don't oh, yeah. need. Oh, nowadays uh, it's really bad. It's, it's yeah, really like bad. It, it, and some yeah, people are yeah. like, you go to the New York Post or Drudge or some of these pages, yeah. it's just like, I don't know oh, how you, many you cookies are going on. It's like, uh, like first the uh, cookie box and then you got to sometimes an ad and the X is like, yeah, I got to X things out. Yeah. It's just, it's too much. And yeah. So when you're using it on mobile, you really can see how dramatically faster it is. So. Okay. Oh, I'm going to give that a try. Yeah, all it's right. pretty great. Okay, and let's go to our last one, which is, I know mm. you're a big fan of these folks as well. Zapier makes you happier. I a, love Zapier. Exactly. And so, um, you know, I, I didn't do the end-to-end -end demo here as well, because, you know, the team doesn't sometimes like it when I integrate things into our Slack. So, mm -hmm. I don't always get the full freedom. But um, here you can see how straightforward it is. Now, as I can say, when I get an email from Michael Gerton, send me a Slack message. Yep. And you and I were having a kind of a group chat conversation this, this weekend about like, Hey, when certain emails come in, you should put it into a Slack channel so you can talk about yeah. it. So they're just making this. Yeah, I was like speaking specifically about expenses. Yep. I won't say yep. whose discussion this was, but yep. I have a channel for expenses. So when producer Nick or Presh or somebody on the team expenses something i and the accountants or whatever see it in real time from i don't know which card it is but whatever card we use it it zips it over into slack and i see it yep. now yep. what's interesting is i'll see things and i'm like oh we're paying for that i didn't know that i might want to use that or yeah. what is this thing i don't even know what that's about so i can just reply yeah. to the twitter threat to the slack thread, the slack thread. what is yeah. this <laughs> then imagine fraud imagine somebody were stealing money or using the corporate card in the wrong way, you could be like, hey, 
who went to Miller and Lux and a Warriors game. And they'd be like, yeah. that was you, Jake Allen. And I'd be like, okay, that's a lot. But if it was somebody yeah. else, I'd be like, what's going on here? You know? Yeah, I'm not, uh, I haven't been to Warriors game in three months. What's going on here? Right. Yeah. I know. And Let's yeah. go. Yeah. yeah. But so, you know, the idea, you know, these things were, you know, look, Zapier had always done a good job of making these things like pretty easy. I yeah. think it's now at the, you know, lowest barrier. Like you just come in here, type in what you want. It then creates it for you. And then you just kind of go through their, their, their mm -hmm. usual builder to, to connect it to all your services to make it happen. Right. And so they couldn't have made it easier. I think they've done an incredible job. Yeah. Um, and there's no reason you should not be using this service now. Yeah. So when you previously did this, you had to do if that, this, then that, yeah, Booleans, yeah. and you had to like do each thing. It was exactly. a little bit, I, I don't want to say it's complicated, but yeah. I think, yeah. you know, the bottom 50% of your company, it, you're depending on how tech savvy they are. Like at a small yeah. business, I would say the bottom 50% would struggle with this. The top 20% yeah. would do it easily, and 30% would take them, you know, 15 yeah. minutes to figure it out. They'd have to watch a video, right? This yep. is just going to make automation a lot simpler yep. if you can do it in natural language. So this is another yeah. example of making things easier for civilians to be really good at technical tasks. Yes. So it falls into the whole thing we did with, um, you know, uh, the code interpreter, yeah. which is another terrible name. Whoever's doing the branding at OpenAI, just call me. I'll tell you what to call things. <laughs> they shouldn't call it well, code interpreter. They should call it data scientist. That's well, it. Oh, that, well, they changed the name like twice. They called it code interpreter. Then it was advanced data analytics. And then today they called it code interpreter again. Just call it analyst, data analyst. analyst. I, I like yeah. data analyst or analyst. data, you know, something like yeah. that. But yeah. anyway, the point is uh, making things easier to use. So if everybody could be a good writer today with AI, that's great success. If everybody could become good at scripting and doing Zapier, that's amazing. If everybody could do basic UX design, if everybody could do basic music composure, the entire society will go from being neophytes to good. Yes. So like you, you no longer have to suck. Like 80% yeah. of people suck at everything. Now everybody's going to be good at everything. And then there'll just be some people who are elite, but we yeah. won't have this like elite and suck. Yeah, just everybody will well, be like okay the, to like good. The, sort of the mobile phone did that for everyone too. Like I don't know if you're, you know, once everyone Explain. got on the smartphones. Well, look, once everyone got on smartphones, we had that same like you know people used to struggle with directions, right? Yeah, yeah, ah, th yeah. Like, right. Th think about like, and even when you had online maps, you still have to go to you know MapQuest and print it out and do that. Yes. Like now it was an equalizer. Exactly. But now, if you run into any person that like mm. can't get directions right. Like you don't even think about it anymore. Yeah, the idea that like, you would oh, be lost, it, it's yeah. an edge case being lost. Like if you're lost, it's because you're in a third world country you know, or and even then, right? Like Yeah, it would be <laughs> even hard because you would have yeah. the GPS location or your phone or your died. Fo That's died, actually the sure. reason, yeah. The fear of yeah. the phone dying. Yeah. Um all right. I give this um gosh, it's either a B plus or an A minus for me, because it's it's a it's yeah. a new. The vision is great. Yeah. I'm gonna give I'm gonna go ahead and go B plus. I'm gonna go okay. B plus. I'm at Almost. an A minus. I you think are, it's see? like the one, mm. yeah, yeah. The, the one, the one thing I was going to hold back, like, you know, the one thing that held people back is like that if then mm. else kind of, you know, scenario or IFFT, right? And it's just simplified now. You don't have to do it. You specifically tell it, hey, when I get an email from this person, send me a Slack message. Yes. And it walks you through the configuration. And 
that's going to really make things a lot more productive for folks. You can use it outside of work use cases as well. And I'm very excited by it, the yeah. simplicity of it. Fantastic. And you know, the Zapier yeah. has all kinds of really interesting things. Like they have Typeform, LinkedIn, yeah. Instagram. Yeah. yeah. Uh, you, you can do yeah. all kinds of crazy things. Yeah. yeah. I'll actually just go back and let me just pull that back up. I might have lost it here. Oh, yeah. Here it is. Uh, I might have lost here. They have some Producer Nick, do you use Zapier at all or no? Do you have any Zap set up right now, Producer Nick? No. So yeah. why don't you go ahead and um, do this yeah, here's for some the, of the show. Here's some of the examples. Like, well, yeah, see if you can do some of these, Nick, for the show where when, I think we, ha I think I set this up long ago, when it, when we publish a YouTube video, it goes to a Slack room. Like that's set up, right? You don't oh, have that to. Oh, that is set up. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I thought you meant, do we have any in well, terms of like booking the show, not with like No, actual what I would like to do is when the show publishes, to automatically do the tweet, do a LinkedIn, you know, whatever, do an Instagram, I don't know what's possible of like, just automatically when it goes up on YouTube, have an automated published colon, boom. Because mm -hmm. then if we forget, it's okay, we just at least got that out, right? Yeah, the problem is when you're uploading to YouTube, you have to go through, I mean, sorry, when you're uploading to Twitter, you have to actually upload the file manually, it doesn't do it right. via Zapier. So I would still do that. Mm -hmm. But I'm saying like, have Zapier at least when the YouTube video goes up, do a tweet, do a LinkedIn. It doesn't have to be the full thing. It's just like a little quick mm -hmm. signal that it it's up and running. Mm -hmm. it, you can still do the fuller talking. one. Yeah. Uh, Twitter not currently supported. Yeah. I think that was no, when. Here. They, oh, it's Twitter. Oh, yeah, sorry. Twitter not Telegram. supported. Yes. Yeah, so you got Telegram. Yeah. Exactly, so they so. are trying to yeah. figure out my understanding with the yeah. Twitter situation is remember Elon said you have to pay in order to have access yeah. to the API. I think yeah. Zapier maybe hasn't paid yeah, yeah. or doesn't yeah. want to pay. I don't know what the situation is. Um, I think like the min, the min price is quite a lot. It's a you know fifty they, grand they a really, month or something. Yeah, so, some, something like yeah. They, they yeah. don't have the. Does it do it to LinkedIn? Because I think the last time I tried it was LinkedIn. It wasn't yeah. working there yeah. either. Some yeah. of the uh, social networks were getting annoyed that people were doing too much of this automated posting. Mm -hmm. So I think that it was frowned upon by some folks. Um. But yeah, yeah, look, you're saying when This Week in Startups publishes on YouTube, send a post on to the This Week in Startups what LinkedIn account. Yeah. Yeah, I just was copying and pasting. So yeah. I got the text wrong. Yeah, it looks like it does LinkedIn. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So it's great. We had you have go. to connect it. Great. Awesome. All right. Yeah, I'm going, I'm going to go B plus. Pretty great. Okay. Awesome. All right. Well, what a great day. Uh, and then uh, next week, we'll do Grok because I got yes. access to Grok. You got, okay. did you get access yet or no? Yeah, I just got it when we were sitting here. So yeah, so I just got it. Um, it's yeah. uh, pretty solid at first glance. Yeah, I would say it feels like it's maybe six months behind something yeah. to that kind of but what's thing. crazy is look, they did it in like, you know, less than 90 days, which so that's impressive. Yeah, yes. And it has the entire Twitter corpus. So I think what my guts telling me because I did some searches. Okay, I think for real time, it's going to be the best real time ever. Yeah made okay because you'll be able to do something like uh tell me about the uh lakers game tonight yeah yep. and it'll be like yes you know lebron uh had an rolled his ankle left at this time you know anthony davis had 40 points and this person turned the ball over seven times so yeah. you'll get like that in real time okay it'll be really interesting and then also it let you have multiple chat windows open at once yeah, I saw that. And Which all was kind of cool. Same time. And, and branch, then you can also you can, see the branch. Yeah. 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 Explain yeah. to people what the branch thing uh, conceptually that is with an example, please. Well, um, yeah, we, we, we'll do it like live next week. But I think 
the you know the concept is you start a chat and then you want to basically keep that main chat going and you want to take you know you want to branch off that chat because you have like sort of another idea mm. so let's just say you're talking about um you know this week's basketball game and it's it's going you know you're having some back and forth but then you're like oh i want to you know talk a little bit more about lebron because i'm curious about x y and z you can kind of jump out from there into a chat related related to lebron that's that's mm. the concept that they're going after which mm. i think is a unique ui concept they have some definitely really different ui concepts which i think is good for this chat era it's also a little bit rebellious so i think they're going for a little bit like cheeky and so i had it yeah. on rebellious mode and it was kind of being funny the whole time yeah, um, yeah. which I, which was fun you know like i think it's gonna have a playful nature to it and listen elon entering the race with yeah. you know all these other players is well, only gonna up everybody's game well, that, and he's going to push people to go even fast. I mean, we're already going super fast, right? But now yeah. I think, um, I'm very, I, I think overall for the ecosystem, it's good to show that in less than, you know, kind of 90 days and you can only spend so much money in that amount of time as well that they were able mm. to pull this off. And that's going to, you know, force people to reset. Like think about what you got to be thinking if you're at Google right now and they, they haven't even released, you know, sort of their latest and greatest yet. So it's going to well, push this is where everyone I think Sundar could take, um, a note, which is yep. if you saw Sam out there today with Satya Nadella, you yep. need to get out there and start having uh, the leads of every single division, Google flights, Gmail docs, YouTube, every leader on January 15th needs to get out there and do the do their demo of what they accomplished. Yep. And if you didn't accomplish anything, then Maybe somebody else needs to run YouTube. Maybe somebody else needs to run yeah. Gmail. That or somebody else needs to run Chrome. Like the yeah. fact that Brave is releasing stuff and Chrome isn't, yeah, tells you or like even Google. That, even the email thing, like that should be in Gmail, right? No, you know, like kind of maybe yeah. they should just go buy Mindy or something. But like that's the. Yeah, I mean, they just need to keep up, and I think this yeah. is where like it's a great organizational case study. Yeah. How paranoid. Uh, uh, Sundar is about this is going to speak volumes. He should be super paranoid, and I would be lighting a fire on every division head uh, under their under their feet. Like, let's go. We're going to do a demo. Every single Google product's going to demo their AI stuff on yep. January fifteenth. Good luck. Yep. <laughs> yep. Hundred days and counting. Or I would just tell everybody, like, a hundred days from now, we're doing this. Yep. You're going to have to demo what's new on YouTube. You know, that's like get that's to work. Gen six, pretty much. Yeah, Gen fifteenth. Yeah, like I said, that's hundred days from now. Hundred days, right? Whatever it is, yeah. like it's uh, yeah. let's see, it's November, December, January, February. Wait, uh, December, January, February, February. Yeah, yeah like March first, we're going out there for South by Southwest. Yeah. It's yeah. on. Let's go. Rock and roll. The end. Okay, it's been another amazing episode of this week in startups with Sandeep Madra from Definitive Intelligence. Uh, if your company needs help with AI. He's your guy. Yep. Uh, he's Sundeep on Twitter, right? You have the first name yep. club? There you yes, go. Yes, I am the first name club. All right. Follow at Sundeep, and we'll see you all next time on This Week in Startups. <laughs>